sound tired. It must mean you're towards the end of the series of Smallville because we don't want to wait. <laughs> we don't want to wait. I'm Stephanie. I'm and Robin. You're Robin. Yay. Um, yeah, you know, uh, this has taken over a year of our lives. It has. I, I love it. It's great, but I'm ready for it to end. Mm. Yeah, I know. But it's also like, I'm also like sad. I'm like, oh man, you know, I've been listening to all the old shoe podcasts and remembering how I felt as I was getting towards the end. It's funny listening to me hosting that show during season 10. uh, I was a lot more uh, unforgiving because I was watching this with the uh, mindset of this is all we have left. This is it. So don't don't bull you know don't bullshit around like, yeah. like don't give me stuff I don't want I want I want him in a cape and I want the glasses on and and, and I want Superman stuff to happen right now. Period. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> let down by these episodes right here because I was expecting a lot more than this. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. I feel like they're um, they're rushing through these episodes. Hopefully they're focusing on the finale mm-hmm. and the finale, the two hour finale will be phenomenal. But I think these episodes right here suffer from, we just don't have very much time. We got to get to the good stuff. Yeah. And I mean, and, and there's some, you know, last minute planning, I think involved. I mean, just how that bow of Orion got introduced to the story. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like at the end of one episode And in the next episode I was like okay Bo of Orion, Veritas Journals I'm like whoa whoa where are we getting this mythology from I also yeah. felt that Booster Gold was Just the wrong time for Booster Gold uh, It was time yeah, That should have been earlier and- the season Yeah <laughs> Yes You know <laughs> And a Superboy What All right that's good. That's a good segue because that's our first episode. Scion. Okay. Scion. This is the one where Angel tries to stop Connor from going to the dark side. <laughs> I mean, uh, Clark. Yeah, this is the <laughs> one where we get the Cordelia, Connor, and Angel uh, <laughs> triangle. And apologies to the three listeners we have that watch, that don't watch Angel, but that was an Angel reference. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, no I, I knew about. you were going to laugh when you <laughs> like, almost oh, like disgusted god. laugh when you find out I'm going to change my name to Connor. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> but first off, yeah, I thought okay. First off, he was bald, and his name was Alexander mm-hmm. Lex. And now he's a good guy. And now we're going through all the things we went through when Clark was lad. <sighs> yep, yep. We got we, This is uh, this is some full circle stuff. Um, I think uh, they also thought, what are we going to do towards the end of this story with this character that we've created? You know, maybe they had some different plans, but they decided to change their mind. We could talk about that when we get to the finale. But. Maybe they thought that they were going to get Michael Rosenbaum, yeah. and then when they didn't get him, what are we they said, do oh, let's make this kid more Clark-like than Lex-like. But there was also, uh, I, I did some research, and they did, Superboy did come up at a convention, like the summer before, and I believe it was like Kelly Souders was like, that sounds like a good idea, I'm just not sure how we do that. And then they we're trying to figure out what to do with Alexander here, where to wrap it up with. 
And um, they said, well, how about that Superboy idea? And, uh, you know, and actually the Superboy mythology is kind of along the same lines as what's going on with Alexander. Well, but and I would have been okay with it if it wasn't just in one line of dialogue. Uh, Tess saying, oh, we changed his programming and now he's good and he's now he's absorbing <laughs> things like an MIT grad and blah, blah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, that was bad. All right. So let me just start my notes. I'm sure you don't have a lot. Do you have notes this week or? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're either holding notes or you're not holding notes. Tell the truth. I have no notes. This is, but you have a memory. You have a better memory than me because I do go through my notes and you are reminded of things and start commenting on them. Whereas if you if it was the other way around, I'd be like, uh, what happened? <laughs> well, I mean, I did watch these several times. Or like I awesome. listen, at least listen to them while I'm doing other things. All right. So uh, we have – we start off with basically Smallville uh, riffing on the surprise kid trope. You know, like <laughs> Alexander uh, – Half of Alexander's DNA is actually you. You and Lex are his parents. <laughs> and then I just okay. wrote, cut to Maury Povich crowd going wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Tess says uh, the, the genetic love child of you and Lex yeah. or something like that. Like, and then, oh, the, don't say and then that. the slash film, the, la- the slash film, the slash fiction writers were like, ah. yep, Klexers. <laughs> Uh, but it does go along with. Speaking this. of, I still haven't received any slash fiction, any clicks slash fiction. I want some in my inbox. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we don't really give out any other contact information, but our Twitter handles so at Steph Smith or at We Don't Want to Wait, and uh, you know, send it, send it through, and I'll send it right to <laughs> Steph. Um. So this is a lot like the Superboy mythology, though, from the comics. Um, I, it's this, uh, I, have, I have it written down. Um, Superboy is created by Lex after Superman died in a battle with Doomsday. You remember the whole death of Superman thing? Yeah. Yeah, after Superman died, they had all these different replacement Supermans, and Superboy was one of them. Lex used his DNA's, DNA with Superman's and created a clone and inputted a uh, mental suggestion so he could control him. Mm. And... Um, when Superman came back from the dead, he actually had a hard time dealing with the fact that there's this kid that's kind of half him, half Lex, and he kind of uh, sh- you know shirked any sort of responsibility. But eventually, like he took him to Kent Farm, gave him the name of Connor Kent, and the Kryptonian name Con L, and the whole black Superman shirt, jeans look. That's that's totally Superboy from the comics. Mm. So that's where they got into that. But I love that it's just like you know. You, you and Lex are the, this Alexander's parents, and it's like and then all of a sudden the theme song starts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm. It's like the writers are like, you know, the fans love this learning, mm-hmm. learning to control the powers, and I'm sure that watching it over ten years, you would enjoy seeing this. But you know, we just saw this with care. You know, we just we're watching this in one year, mm-hmm. so we're getting. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> of Clark learning to control his powers, then what's her face? Uh, Are you talking about Kara? Barbie? Yeah, Barbie. Or, or, you know, <laughs> Clark teaching her, and then she's like, "Bye, sucker! I can fly, and you can." Yeah, yeah. And then now 
him. So it's just, it just feels like we just did this. But, you know, they didn't write this show for people mainlining it like us. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, So, are we. So, in other words, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in this kid. I'm not in. Not interested, but anyway, proceed. We'll, we'll push through, you know. <laughs> um, so, so I love that we have a, a scene with Tess and Lionel again, and he's like, "If I was your father, I would do it precisely uh, what your father did." What he's talking about, Lionel uh, of this uh, timeline or whatever dimension. Because mm-hmm, she's, yeah, uh, she's such a disappointment, and I know this hurts her. Mm-hmm. To you know, nobody wants to hear their father say that they're a disappointment to them. Um, I heard an interview with uh, Al Septian, um, who wrote and directed this episode, um, and he said that uh, John Glover is, of course, amazing to watch act, and uh, he and uh, Cassidy got along really well, but to really uh, throw Cassidy off and make it so Tess was, like, super uncomfortable. Uh, Mm -hmm. Apparently, while they were uh, working on the scene, all of a sudden, he just spontaneously kissed her right on the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, oh, boy, really? (laughs) You know, in this day and age, you'd be like, nope. (laughs) Uh, uh, But uh, I guess uh, Cassidy kind of, you know, took it as, like, all right, that was... But now I'm now I'm super uncomfortable. Okay, let's do this again. You know, <laughs> um, and I mean, especially after you know she's trying to she's turned over a new leaf. She's on the good guys team. She's good. Yep. And then she's got him coming and throwing a wrench in the whatever wrench in the operation, the wrench gears. in the works, works. wrench in the yeah. gears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is throwing her off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gives him a yellow tube and says, your son is in there. And uh, That was weird. <laughs> yeah. She said it was like um, from the There's exploded truck or whatever. Fragments? Yeah, bone okay. chips. Yeah, but with all the clones... There are there's plenty of DNA fragments around. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what uh, Lionel finds out is that these are actually fragments, like <laughs> DNA from the clones, not from actually Lex. Uh, so we go to father and son stacking hay. <laughs> She's like, yay, hay, hay stacking, and Connor's doing it too. And Connor gets his name from uh, Cognitional neuro- Neuroplastic Replicant. That's what was – CNR was on the side of his tube or something. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, he wants to know where he came from. Don- Clark doesn't want him to leave. And uh, he's like, are you my daddy? <laughs> oh, oh, maybe brother. Maybe brother. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, one thing to help us out this week is I put the homages within the notes during the scenes that I'm, that the homages are paid. So instead of actually having okay. okay, so um, I mean, I'm sure you can tell, though, the one where Lois comes in and, and Connor all of a sudden is spurting off at the eyes. Yeah, I remember Clark did that with mm-hmm. Lana, I suppose. Uh, actually, uh, 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 Originally, it was in seasons two, season two's Heat with uh, Desiree Atkins, the teacher during the sex ed class. Oh, yeah. Oh, the uh, Carly from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, then also in Transference, when uh, Lionel, um, in Clark's body, hugged Martha Kent. <laughs> <laughs> 
and also in season seven's Fierce when Kara first saw Jimmy. <laughs> so, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's okay. I mean, I nothing against him. He's not ugly, but <laughs> um. So, uh, I wrote down Lois is shooketh. <laughs> She is shook. Uh, it's you know genetic love child of Clark Kent and Lex Luthor. What? Um, but uh, yeah, I guess this comes from uh, Clark's blood, and uh, this is the other homage to Clark's blood, which uh, was taken originally by. Do you remember? Uh, doctor. Doctor, the doctor that Lex was dating. Yeah, doctor like Helen Bryce. Bryce, yeah, like in season two. Yep. That's hey. At least you got the season. Um, right. uh, I could picture. I just couldn't remember her name. Uh, yep. In in the episode calling, uh, Lex stole the blood sample in Exodus. Lex returned the blood, um, but it's it's to be assumed that Lex took a little sample for himself. <laughs> mm. Or and there was also the blood that uh, Clark gave to Morgan Edge. He like cut himself in the barn. It's like here, here's your here's your stupid blood. Yeah, I, yeah. So his I, blood's been around. Yeah, I, I feel like there's blood floating around out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did like this scene where Clark's talking about Connor to Lois, and she's just like, you know. We'll figure it out. We'll 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 help him out. And he talks about like oh, it's not going to be like easy. You know, you don't know how it felt when I was yeah. his age. You weren't around when I had to go through this. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad helped me, and I was an outsider, a freak. Um, and he says the only thing that has made me feel normal is you. <laughs> oh. And Lois is moved. Um, and then, like later on, with the bumbling. When he when she talks him into doing the bumbling Clark Kent, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like, oh, I have to go back to when I wasn't in control of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there is a bit of an homage in Booster when um, um, Jaime, the Blue Beetle, uh, does some stumbling around. And it's very much like almost like Clark with his books in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Man or Superman and all that. Uh, okay, so Tess and Lois team up to prove that Lionel's a fake. Um, and Lionel, I off-screen, t- tortures Dr. Lamel, uh, Lexa Doig. Uh, it, her scene got cut, though, but that's how she he, he finds out that Connor is in Smallville. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Clark's trying to teach... Connor how to use his heat vision, trying to light a candle, and he ends up setting Clark on fire, which is great. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. And then Clark takes off his blue shirt, he puts on a red shirt. <laughs> he only has two colors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One time he wore purple, I remember. Oh yeah, that's right. And of course we have, we have the the uh, just like the uh, when like Connor like overhears that the other half of him is Luther, and of course they're lying to him, and and then he gets uh, sent into uh, basically it's into Lionel's clutches, who uh, gives him the Red K ring. You thought Red K was gone? <laughs> no, it's gone from being used by Clark. I'll say that. <laughs> Actually, this is the last episode of Red K for reals. <laughs> Um, I, I'm actually I have in my notes lots of uh, This is the last this and last that I'll point out to you as we go along 
Because it's always so sad. Um, blah, 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 blah. Lois gets taken by Lionel. And uh, she says, the Lionel I never... I knew never got blood on his hands. And Lionel's like, you don't know me. And, like, seriously tries to shoot her in the face. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was, uh, that was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Lionel's pretty scary here. I was like, Clark can't get in between that. Yep. <laughs> you know, that cuts down the time of Clark blurring in and rescuing her. Yeah. But luckily Connor... Uh, saves her and then decides he's going to romance her because he's on Red K. So he gets her furs, a necklace, a car, and then he takes him, takes her to uh, the mansion, the ruins that's, of the mansion. Yeah, that's half burned down. Yeah. I, I love Lionel, like, on the phone, too. I have no idea. But just talking about his son. Oh, his first love. that was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Luther. Uh, what did he say? The Luther sex drive. The Luther. Uh, oh, what do you call gosh. it? Oh, it was really gross. Yeah. To talk about your child like that. Yeah. Doesn't remind me of anybody in particular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Clark shows up, and uh, they kind of spar over who did the most damage to Lex, and um, and then he reveals that Connor has Lois. So. Uh, Lois gets tired of humoring the twerp and then ends, ends up getting tossed around. Libido. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, God. The Luther libido. Oh, the Luther Gross. libido. Ugh. Uh, so, uh, she's trying to tell him, you know, this is, this is, uh, this isn't even Red K. Clark could control himself. Clark wasn't this bad on Red K. This is, this is your Luther side that's coming out. And Connor prepares to kill her by strangling her. And, um... I, I actually wrote down some homages here. I'd rather just kind of point, point, pointing out the uh, continuity here. Um, Connor prepares to kill her by strangling her. Lois says she's seen Clark and Red Kryptonite doesn't turn him to what Connor became. However, in season six, Crimson, Clark abducted Lana for love and strangled Lex with the seeming intent of killing him, though Lois wasn't present when this happened. And also, there's a bit of a continuity problem here, too. Lois tells Connor... Uh, what she's seen about Clark on Red Kryptonite, how it didn't turn him to what Connor had become. However, she had never seen Clark under the influence of Red K and retained the memories of what had happened. <laughs> she mm-hmm. wasn't in Red, Rush, Exodus, Exile, Phoenix, and Unsafe. She has no memory of her interaction during Crimson, and she didn't come across him when he was on Red K when he was fighting Metallo in uh, Upgrade. <laughs> Mm. And it says, like Smallville, he's like, well, maybe there was an off-screen <laughs> episode of NK. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Clark shows up. Connor says he's not welcome. Connor knocks Clark around a bit. And then Clark says, you're coming home with me. Which I was like, yeah. Because you you know where that's from, right? No. That is from the episode Phoenix, where Jonathan Kent shows up, super-powered. To take down Red K. Clark in Metropolis. Oh. He says, you're coming home with me. That's oh. Phoenix. And uh, Clark smashes the ring. And then Lionel shows up at Green K. And, and then um, and, uh, Superboy rescues Clark from yep. the Green K. Yep, he uses his uh, heat vision. And like destroys it, sort of. Yeah. 
And similar to Kara in Season 7 Spheres, Connor has trouble controlling his heat vision, but by the end of the episode is able to use it to destroy a piece of kryptonite mm-hmm. and save Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these are like, are these homages or are these just... Rip-offs. Uh, let's just, just pull that old trick out again. So I love we have Lionel listening to opera again. I was very happy. And, and of course, Tess, like, in full Tess Mercer mode, like, you're out of here. I did all this paperwork. It, it turns out the birth certificate, the thing that proved, proved that uh, I was Lionel's daughter, still had real Lionel's fingerprints on it. That's something that he wasn't able to alter. So um, you're out of here. Also, the scotch you're drinking has nano trackers. And now I'm going to know everywhere you go. If you retaliate, I'm going to crush you. And uh, again, this is uh, the nano trackers. That's what Lex did to her back in season eight. Um, and he says, why not kill me? And she says, that's not who I am. And he says, we both know you'll always be a Luther. Mm. So she is fighting it. Yeah. No, yeah. Not really fighting it, but he sh- him showing up has really messed with her head. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like I think she's using the powers that she has, her coldness, for good now. You know, and it, and it kind mm-hmm. of it kind of comes back during uh, Dominion, where Lois doesn't trust what she's doing about the whole closed gate thing and thinks that uh-huh. she's working for herself or whatever. Um, okay, so uh, Connor fixes the barn. Yeah, don't be yourself up. Shadow inside of us all. Blah blah blah. Time to dress the part. S shield shirt. Connor Kent, welcome home. He's going to go to Smallville High. <laughs> And, Though he uh, doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Clark tells Lois he's got a newfound respect for his mom and dad. It's how much responsibility they had. And Connor Kent is never seen again, just so you know. <laughs> <gasps> really? Really, really. Yay! Uh, spoilers for the comics. He moves to D.C. and lives with Martha and Shelby. Uh <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering where dog. Shelby is, <laughs> Shelby yeah, is fine. Yeah, dog is a lab is right at home in Washington, D.C. When he has a whole farm that he could live on. Yeah, it's true. It's nothing compared to the farm, but I do remember there were some scenes with Martha at, in D.C. at her home, and it seems like she had like a suburban house. Oh, okay. So it must have been like outskirts of D.C. or something. I don't know. Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Lionel goes to Lex's grave. I'll do anything to have you by my side again. And then... Dark side shows up. Dark side. So that was Scion. That was Scion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fun, but I don't want to ever watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it's got it's got its moments. It's got some things that maybe chuckle. It's got some cool test moments. Um, but besides that, it's really not that great. All right, let's go to Kent. This is the this is the. Uh, uh, the unwanted sequel, like, or the, the sequel you weren't expecting, I think I said in my tease. <laughs> yeah. The, the one where Clark Luther returns. Yeah. That, that's how I felt. That, I was like, wow, I don't want to see this. Like, yeah. it was really cool the first time, but what more do we need to, 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 to hash over here? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I will tell you this. Uh, again, I've been listening to Shu and... Uh, Brian Q. Miller came on for a couple episodes, and uh, uh, of course, none that I was actually on. (laughs) Um, um, But uh, there was a bit of a backlash to Luther, 
And it was the fact that Clark Luther really like shocked people. Like they really thought he was something they did not want to see about Clark, that he was like this irredeemable evil. And so um, some may say that this is almost a reaction to that backlash where uh, this, this, that Clark is good on the inside and can be saved. And of course, you know, who better to save him than himself? <laughs> so that, it, it's got to be a That's really that. silly because, because, I mean, it's just saying that Clark turned out the way he, I mean, which we knew this, like we didn't have to see it, but we know this. Clark turns out the way he is because of the Kent's influence on him. And mm-hmm. then if Lionel had gotten to him first, it would have been bad. Just like he ruined Lex, turned mm-hmm. Lex into a monster, he would have turned Clark into a monster. I mean, it's not Well, I guess difficult. it's a, I guess not difficult to understand. I guess they're making an argument for nature over nurture. <laughs> like Clark is inherently good no matter what. And uh yeah. Well, but the sh- and the sh- Okay. Cuz we're all born innocent. <laughs> you know, just you have those fanboys that you just want to punch in the face. <laughs> In in all fandoms, you have the, those those few mm-hmm. who are just stupid. Yeah. Oh, trust me. There, we were we we were hearing a lot from them back in the day. Really? Oh. What were they complaining about? Mostly, not enough Chloe. Chloe is not being used in the right way. Chloe, 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 and Chloe. Um, and why is Lois here? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So. Anyway, um, I think Kent is still uh, a pretty darn good episode. There's a lot of good stuff in here, and I love, I love the return of Jonathan Kent, even though it's you know alternate Jonathan Kent. I mean, it, it's nice that Jonathan and Martha have a happy ending somewhere yes. in another dimension. Yes, I mean that's nice. Mm-hmm. But all right, here we go. I'm going to run us through. Okay. All right, so look. Lois, Lois, Lois falling asleep at her desk. And by the way, I, I had to cram some of these episodes late at night um, to get it done because I've been such busy, so busy with the holiday week, you know. Um, and I just wrote Lois is me writing these notes here late at night. <laughs> <laughs> and I really need somebody to show up a Chinese, you know, what, right when I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and this is why I like Lois and Clark's relationship, because they're, they have this independence about mm-hmm. them, but this partnership. Also, mm-hmm. because like they're busy doing their own thing, but they're still I know, yeah, close and have a good relationship. He's so supportive of yeah. her work and and her being a, a great reporter and letting her just be obsessed with the story and be like when she's like I'm when he was like yeah you haven't been home for like three nights I'd be like wow I don't know if I'd be okay with that <laughs> yeah that's a little excessive jeez come home. <laughs> Were you sleeping on your couch? Uh, but uh, yeah, all this stuff is going on. Um, yeah, it's Martha uh, took took in Connor and sent Clark the deed to the farm, and it's uh, it's like, oh, she's given this to you, and no, but he's like, oh no, it's I have to make a decision. Do I? Move it? Yeah, move and it, it was. Do I sell it? Yeah, it was a cute scene because neither one wanted to say which way or the other they were thinking. Right. Uh, Lois didn't want to encourage Clark to sell it. Yep. And then what was your reaction when all of a sudden 
you know, in the barn, Clark Luther shows up and he says, home sweet home. What was my reaction? I was like, well, <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> They're about to throw down. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's funny. I it's, mean, it's like, this is, this is not really that needed. Um, but we yeah. still get to see Tom Welling <laughs> being super evil. That's always fun. Yeah. I mean, I like, yeah, I like seeing him being bad. Yeah. I mean, I know that our Clark is going to win mm-hmm. in the end. I mean. Yep. Spoilers, he's Superman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like on Angel. It's like, oh, man, another Angelus episode? Like, you never say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the next morning, Lois is in the kitchen. There's a knock on the door. It's Marge Manor's Smallville Real Estate. And Lois is super pissed because she assumes that Clark sent this woman. To the house. Well, and I was upset too. I, I, I can't believe that we are considering selling the farm. Mm-hmm. Like this is ridiculous. And okay, so and then Clark goes to the loft and um, he's on the phone and then he turns around and oh my gosh, Clark Luther is here and uh, and it turns out that um, they didn't oh they didn't switch like they did before. Because Clark had destroyed his mirror box on this side. So mm. he just basically super speeds the mirror box into Clark's hand and just turns <laughs> it on and sends him back. Uh, that was pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia. This is the seventh time Tom Welling has shared a scene with himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> season, season two's vis- vis- visage, visage mm-hmm. uh, when he, w- he was played by Tina Greer. In Crusade, uh, he faced off against his Cal L persona, persona uh, because of the Black Kryptonite season six and seven. We had Bizarro like three times, uh, Phantom mm-hmm. of Persona, and of course in Homecoming when he was on, in, in the elevator with himself. Elevator? What elevator? In the future. Oh, that was so cute! How yeah. could I forget that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we we go to the other world and uh, Ali was murdered. It turns out that uh, Cl- he, Ali uh, told everybody about green kryptonite and everybody's carrying green kryptonite now like it's American Express. Uh, it's like you want to keep your Clark Luther away? Just carry this with you at all times. <laughs> yeah, because um, Clark Luther has just been just he's just a. Like just killing people left and right, so yeah. they have to have something to protect themselves. Nobody even sees them; they just they they're killed. And uh, and uh, so and Oliver was buying up land, and he bought the Kemp farm because mm-hmm. he was collecting the. Okay, he was collecting the green kryptonite, and then there's reference to gold kryptonite. Yes, yeah, he was looking what's, around for that too. What's the deal with gold kryptonite? Gold kryptonite is, uh, I believe, uh, Doctor Emil Hamilton. Uh, says so, that it will take Clark's powers away for good. Right. So uh, that's something he was definitely interested in. I love how oh, in this dimension, okay. it's like it's this is like a play on what Lex did, like or you know, basically Lionel did. He uh-huh. bought up all this land and took away the good good farmers, hard working families, and all that um, to, for his own purposes. Um, and maybe you know, just knowing the mythology at this point, maybe he was—it was just his way of looking for the traveler or something. It had something to do with Veritas. I'm sure mm-hmm. it wasn't just to create um, manure, or <laughs> whatever they were making in those factories. Um, but yeah, and, 
in this uh, in this world, I guess Lois got married to Ollie, um, but uh, Clark Luther killed Oliver. And Jonathan Kent shows up drunk out of nowhere and spits on Ollie's coffin. <laughs> Were you excited when you saw Schneider? Or you probably saw him in the credits. Uh, I, I don't know. I was like, oh, we just saw him. Like, that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, though. People who are watching Smallville saw him like almost a year ago in the premiere of the season. We saw him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Lois pulls Green K on Clark and then he's like, no, I was, the, I was the nice Clark. I was the one on the roof. Remember me? I was the one that said that I didn't want to live in a world. And then she like finished his sentence. Yeah. So they knew that he, who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lois has found a new apartment in our world uh, that is just bricks upon bricks upon bricks. Lots of bricks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I really love this scene, but it was so tense. Because mm. you, you, you're thinking, when is she going to realize that if that's not Clark? Is he going to hurt her? What's going on? What information mm-hmm. is he going to get from her to help him on his? Because he's looking for Lionel. He wants his daddy back. Right. That's why he's in this world. I wonder this dimension. The, I wonder if our listeners can hear my daughters screaming at each other right now. Um, and if they do, I, that's your. That's like the, the. It's like going to Lollapalooza and w- watching like you know Soundgarden on the main stage, and then you hear like in, in the distance like the Pixies playing. That, like that's basically what's going on here. So I apologize uh, if that's distracting. <laughs> well, Sadie is scratching at the door, wanting out because she's nervous because it's storming, and then Edward's aunt is in there and has the loudest, most booming. Voice. I think everybody in the family has a loud voice. So, um, um, thanks for coming to We Don't Want to Wait. You're here for the the <laughs> a TV discussion, and you also get the sideshows. So, um, anyway, so the signs that uh, Clark Luther was giving, and I, I wrote down one of his quotes: "Is you're kind of cute when you squirm." <laughs> I was like, "Oh," mm-hmm. and then he has the nerve to break Clark's telescope. And that's when she realizes that's not my Clark. But she's already given him the information that uh, Tess has some knowledge. So he's already off to see Tess. So she's frantically trying to call him, call her. Mm-hmm. But Tess is in the uh, mansion, which I guess doesn't get any reception. And uh, and Clark immediately, like she immediately figures out that it's Clark Luther. <laughs> and, uh, and then he just kind of says, hey, we got all the time in the world. I'll be back. Because he has the hots for it, because he wants to have sex with her. Holy, That's how she knows. Holy cow. The, like, <laughs> sadistic there's... sexual tension between those two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also we didn't talk about the, like, uh, inc- incestuous, you know, yeah. hints. Because they're supposedly siblings, but not really. Right. Adoptive siblings. It's still kind of gross. So Clark goes to the old barn back in the other on the other side looking for Jonathan, and uh, Jonathan's already for him with a board and a meteor rock. And um, they're not in the barn; they're in the house. Or in the house. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, we go back. Emil's there. He's he actually saved the broken mirror box and is trying to fix it. 
Yeah, that was, was uh, kind of boring. That was uh, helpful, <laughs> right? Uh, very convenient, is that the word is? Yeah. And Tess gets a purple dress and an invite to the Ace of Clubs, and Clark Clark Luther mysteriously like just like comes up behind her. Can't wait to see it. I know every move you make, and then just disappears. He's <laughs> <is> so creepy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so Jonathan has this uh, sit down with Clark. Clark's tied to a chair. <laughs> he talks about how the meteor shower wrecked his farm. Queen bought his land. Um, Jonathan found gold K, but Clark's reward is more valuable. And then he says, What about Martha? And Jonathan's like, How do you know that name? <laughs> and uh, that was a uh, an amazing Batman versus Superman choke that I. Somebody out there got, and uh, they're laughing. Okay. All right. It's okay. Yeah, what did happen between Jonathan and Martha? Did they just... Things got like- bad. The farm went under, and, uh, you know, the and uh, Martha left him. He, he turned into this, the old sourpuss that he is here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she moved to Metropolis? Uh, I don't know where that... Places that he walks up to at the end I'm assuming maybe Metropolis I mean I don't think she'd have anything in Smallville Because she was a City girl High society, debutante No, <laughs> She was she was a you know, college student And she had plenty of future Ahead of her um, So um, he says uh, You always said you'd, you're nothing without her And Jonathan kicks him over And then he's like listen I know you, you, I know what this is looks like But I'm not who you think I am And I can prove it uh, meanwhile, at the Ace of Clubs on the other side, oh my God, that dress, Cassidy Freeman. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that red hair and that purple looks really good. Yeah, yeah, that's what looks good. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the cleavage. <sighs> yeah, the, the the sisters are sitting up really high. Dang, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, I just need another moment. Purple dress. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it's actually funny. Uh, there was a huge uh, Smallville auction uh, in Vancouver after Smallville ended. And uh, people were actually, it was like a gigantic like warehouse of just costumes and costumes and, you know, uh, different props here and there. I guess some. I guess Lex Luthor's uh, pool table was up for sale for like 150 bucks if you could just carry it out of there. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> And uh, there was this girl that posed with uh, that purple dress, but like put it on over her clothes and was just like smirking. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. Um, I was just that was one of those times where I was like, "Why am I not in Vancouver right now? Oh my god, I can mm. get like why can't I actual, actually reach? Yeah, why can't, I could just have actual Smallville something, a piece of the show." For dirt cheap Ugh. Yeah and these people get it And then they put it on eBay Yeah Bastards They don't even want it Bastards They just buy to sell it uh, Red jacket uh, <laughs> uh, So uh, Clark or Clark Luther uh, Kisses her on the neck Says talking was never your strong suit And uh, he says something about how um, Tess is uh, Tess is de- definitely like crushing on you know the Clark on this side, but Tess. Oh yeah, Clark, evil Clark knows that how, how Tess feels about good Clark. Yeah, and it's honestly, it's like 
I, you know, this might be a story story point that somebody might watch and be like, "Oh gosh, Tess like has a this is going to go somewhere. This is going to be something big." It's like, no, look at him. I mean, she's probably got a crush on Ollie too, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Who who wouldn't? That's why I can't believe that when Clark was in high school. Nobody paid any attention to him. <laughs> he was this bumbling guy. I mean, look at him. <laughs> look at that washboard it's a giant. App. Those washboard washboard abs. Yeah, he's tall. He's dark. Walking he's perfection. Gorgeous. He's look at those cheekbones. Those, <laughs> you know, his. Yeah. So so it's kind of like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, well, and what else? Well, but I think that like Lex. Had that obsession with Clark, trying to figure out what the deal was with Clark, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Tess kind of had it too, yeah. but because she was a female and he was, you know, gorgeous, yeah. she it, it, there was that too. Mm-hmm. But also, then now that she's on their side, she's just wanting to to uh, she's wanting Clark's approval. She's wanting to prove Clark. She's wanting to. Um, you know, yeah. she, just wants she to- believes in him. She's he's like, uh, you know, something to that she will support wholeheartedly, and uh, you know, even make some people. And he's gorgeous. And he's yeah, he's gorgeous. <laughs> um, I sent you a picture today just to remind you. Um. <laughs> well, you know, we had this th- thing going on with uh, Daniel. Daniel, who is probably is that also- what you're talking about? It- no. Yeah, he'll probably hear this in like six months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. I was the picture I was talking about is the one I sent you in Messenger today. You didn't even oh. get it. Oh, oh, from uh, the the Granny Goodness abandoned the Granny. Yeah, abandoned. Yeah, you know, but then he he needed to work on his pecs. His pecs weren't very pronounced in that episode. Oh. All right, but I feel like. He, he is really working out really hard right now to get ready for this finale. Yeah. Because his like his face is so lean. Like he mm-hmm. has no like you can see the muscles in his face. Um so anyway, uh Clark tells Clark Luther tells Tess that he, you know, since everybody wants to wants to kill him on the other side, he wants a fresh start on this world, or he's just gonna kill Tess. So on the other side, Clark finds a shotgun and says Jonathan kept it close when coyotes would come in the fields. And um, I just wanted to mention that Jonathan Kent told Clark about that in Relic, the episode where mm. we see a flashback to the 60s and all that. Oh. Um, I love this line. You didn't have powers. You didn't have a destiny to save the world, but you were my hero and I lost you. Oh, my God. Um... And then he says, Martha's your home. Better risk everything than to hold on to nothing. And so Jonathan's heart is turned and he says, goodbye. Good luck, son. And then they go for a hug and then Clark is whisked away. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. And like how he tells Jonathan that Martha's his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, we get that with uh, Lois. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is another thing, by the way. Uh after Jonathan died, he saw Clark went to like I think he was on the on his deathbed in Void, 
and he met up with Jonathan, who's basically like, no, you have to go back and you have to, you have a destiny. And right when he's about to hug Jonathan, he gets pulled back uh, to reality. Mm. Uh, so Clark Kent is back. Uh, meanwhile, Clark Luther is making Tess work on tracking Lionel with his hands around her throat, which really bothered me. <laughs> that looks so, I, I just, uh, he's so, he's so evil, you know? And, uh, and then Tess tries to send him away, but then Clark figures it out and holds her by her neck out the window a la uh, Descent when Lionel gets thrown out the window. Uh-huh. Um, and I have to say, uh, we have seen good Clark grab Tess by the neck a few times uh, already in the past season, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, Clark, I love that Clark like whooshes her away as she's outside the window. <laughs> He's like, what the mm. heck? And so... Yeah, and then they like throw each other around a little bit yep. through walls, throw each other through walls. And he says, you made yourself the most hated man in the world. There's still hope for you. Now that Lionel isn't in your world, you can choose a new future. And he sends, he, he brings him to the fortress and somehow Jorel sends him to his own world, to his own fortress. And we hear Jorel's voice say, welcome home, my son, which was actually... Uh, taken from Arrival when Clark first went into his own fortress. <laughs> mm. So Clark Luther redeemed? Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't matter. It, I, I, I like the fact that Superman, Clark Kent, will never give up on you. This is his, this is like his rule. And it's, it's fun to see Clark trying to figure out how to stick to his guns with that. And, yeah. Uh, but it, I can see that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like Clark Luther is like a super murderer. <laughs> like he should yeah. have went to the that Phantom Zone. That dimension doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. You're sending him back to hopefully redeem himself or cause more terror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Emil's talking about Gold K could take away Clark's powers for good. Emil seems a little. And then, Go ahead. Oh, is this where uh, he he's kind of jealous mm-hmm. that he was watching Tess and Clark Luther and Tess has to explain herself, which I, I was like, uh, why does she have to explain herself? Emil straight but up I victim mean, blaming here. Yeah. <laughs> But also, I mean, she's part of the cr- the crew. Yeah. I guess if she's part of the group, she kind of has to explain herself. But, like, you're not my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to explain. Yeah, we had sex this. while I was drunk. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like this little thing where it's just like, maybe I'm not the test you think you know. And he says, maybe you are. And you just don't believe it yet. So I like that that uh, is a nice little line. Um, to close out the scene that kind of starts off problematic. <laughs> and it's also the last time we ever see Dr. Emil Hamilton. <gasps> no. Goodbye, Alessandro Giuliani. You're awesome. Um, Aww. Yeah, I, want, I really want to do a BSG rewatch. I just wish I had more time. <sighs> yeah, stupid work. Stupid work. No responsibilities. Well, here's a thing that I'd love to come home to. It's just Lois just walking out on the porch in a flannel with some bruise. 
<laughs> and uh, homage time, by the way. This is the same exact flannel that she wore in season four episode Gone after the shower incident. Oh, hello, Mrs. <laughs> Kent. <laughs> uh, and uh, she kind of refers to the fact that she stayed at the Kent farm back then and how Clark, Clark was a total dork at the time, which was also mm-hmm. the, the same episode, Gone. So And mm. Clark's wearing Jonathan's jacket. Mm. So he's decided not to sell the farm. Yeah, Clark actually didn't even call the realtor. It was just a realty lady that showed up and pretended that she got a call and was trying to, uh, you know, sell the place for for them. Mm. Clark says he's been holding on to things that protected him. He's been afraid of losing himself if he let go. Um, the- well, and Lois doesn't want to lose that house because it's it's a, a, a permanent home mm-hmm. that she's not used to. She says, Smallville is my home, not this Smallville, you. (laughs) And that's when Clark decides to sell the farm. So he is going to sell the farm. Mm -hmm. Like, make up your mind, Clark. Damn it. Make up your mind. You know, he's got to struggle with something. That's a monumentous thing, you know? Yeah. Seems like it would be an easy decision to make, either yes or no. I mean... But... But just think of every ma- amazing loft scene. Imagine if those are all your memories, and 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 your your father, your last vest. You, you can't you sell. You can't. He can't sell the Kent farm. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Booster. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> the one I hate this guy. Booster Gold arrives from the future, and uh, this is actually the only episode of Smallville just to just feature two main characters, Clark and Lois. Wow. Okay, I realize I'm supposed to hate this guy, but really, I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. And also, this guy with Cat Grant, I really hate those two. Mm. <laughs> and I know we're supposed to hate Cat Grant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we start off with Clark's having trouble with his disguise. Lois is trying to talk to him and being forgettable. And like that kid over there, then we see teenage uh, Jaime Reyes uh, bumbling around with a map. And I was wondering if you recognized Jaime. Oh, of course. He looks exactly the same. Huh? I don't remember his name. He's from my zombie. I don't know his name. Yep, it's Tucker. Tucker. Played by Jaron Brant Bartlett. Yep. I was <laughs> I was happy to see him again in, in like a innocent role, you know. Uh but anyway, Jaime gets saved by Booster Gold. Booster is played by Eric Martzolf, who was he in passions for like thousands of episodes and now he's in Days of Our Lives for thousands of episodes. Oh wow! I mean, this guy. I mean, he was really cast very well. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He is that kind of handsome, gorgeous. That's like too handsome, gorgeous. You know? <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually uh, listened to this podcast for Shoe to la- last night and then today, um, and this is actually one I hosted with uh, Hunter. Uh, Hunter came on because he's a big comics expert, and I did some Booster Gold uh, reading before we got to this episode. And I got to say, mm-hmm. I really love the Booster Gold comic character, and he just comes off more, uh, more funny, I guess, <laughs> than than this Booster Gold. This Booster Gold to me, like in rewatching it after all the hype dies down eight years later, kind of annoys me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but. I mean, it was very. Um, I was compelling when you find out he knows that Clark Kent is the Blur, mm-hmm. and that he knows more about Clark, but he's not going to tell because he didn't want to change. He didn't want to ruin it. 
but um and this is a this is an episode written by Jeff Johns. This is a Tom Welling last last episode directed by um, Tom Welling. Last episode written by Jeff Johns. Um, and you know Jeff is used to writing these comic characters, but I think to me, I really think they could have done better if they decided to not introduce the Blue Beetle as well, because like the Blue Beetle is like like a character. He's it's funny. He's like he's like this kid. He's trying to get a control of his little beetle armor or whatever. Um, but I, I just felt like they could have just did booster and then had them face like a bad guy together. And that was it because there really wasn't any sort of bad guy in this episode. It was just booster causing yeah. problems. I was like, <laughs> why is Jaime in the costume in the beetle costume? If he can't control it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this makes no sense. Why is he even in? Like it? why is the beetle costume trying to kill people? <laughs> like that, Yeah. And you know, I'm sure that's explained in the comics. It's definitely not explained here. They do mm-hmm. they do kind of pay homage to the previous incarnations of Blue Beetle. There's uh there was Dan Garrett and then there's Ted Cord who's in this episode, but they don't say anything about him being Blue Beetle. Um actually my favorite incarnation of the Blue Beetle character is Ted Cord, and he and Booster Gold usually team up together, and that's probably why Jeff Johns decided to stick them both in the episode, and they're really hilarious together, but like we get really none of that here. We get, I don't know. Anyway, I'll try to run through it, sorry. Uh, so the greatest serial you ever heard of till now, and... Um, and Clark is very astonished. I love the, the the astonished look of Clark in his glasses watching Booster Gold flying away. <laughs> um, at the Daily Planet, they bump into a Daily Planet person that gets name-checked here, Ron Troop, um, who is in the comics. Um, he's played by PJ Prinsloo, who is yet another person that starred on Edgemont that was in hundreds of Edgemont episodes that finally gets his guest appearance on Smallville. <laughs> The payoff that Kristen Crook series. Um, so Lois says, "Make people look down on you, so you can look up. People can look up to the blur." And we got to change that name. Meanwhile, Booster wants an interview with the Hero Maker. Cat, um, of course, is nuts over Booster. And yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this. Uh, him trying to woo Lois into uh, doing a story on him. Yep. Because he wants to steal the spotlight from the blur, right? He wants that but, destiny. <laughs> yeah, he and be- he wants, but he wants to help people for prideful personal reasons. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to help people to help people like Clark does. Um, I love in this cat scene. She says, "I have a small but vocal fan base. You should see their tweets. They love me." Um, yeah, I was wondering if that was meta. It, that's very meta because people hated <laughs> Gat Grant, hated her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I sure hope this actress didn't. I mean, of course, this is uh, Internet 2011, so maybe it's not as bad as it is now. Although it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jaime getting the shaken up soda, the kick me sign, and Lois is telling him the opposite of what she was telling Clark. You've got to. Stand up for yourself, don't slouch, talk with confidence. And tells him to say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. We find out that Lois is secretly a, a network fan, I guess. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, network. <laughs> uh, that doesn't work, so the Beetle fuses to his back. Meanwhile, Booster is trying to shoot a commercial <laughs> with his Booster girls. Is that what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> 1 800 Booster. 
Um, oh, I thought he was having a Donald Trump rally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take a shot. Take a shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is not on my um, uh, needle drops. Actually, I don't even think I have any. I don't have any needle drops this week. That's that. That's actually it. True. I don't even know if I. I think my Smallville playlist is over because. Oh no no no! Never mind. Um, there's more to come. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> Not this week. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Booster sends Lois roses. Uh, they find out something is missing from Court Industries, which is basically like Metropolis's Blackwater. Um, blah, blah, blah. Cat tries. To oh, we were we were talking about Blackwater back then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting closer and closer to our time, it seems. Um, you'll be surprised mm. how close we are to our time uh, pretty soon. Hmm. I, I don't have any teases this week, but that's one for you. <laughs> All right. So Cat tries to sell herself to Booster. We have Skeets here talking in his ear. Skeets is actually uh, uh, in the comics like a little drone that follows him around. But in Smallville, is, he's an earpiece. earpiece. Um, okay. So yeah, Skeets is worried. Yada yada yada. Lois and Cat debate the Blur versus Booster Gold, and we see Cat's uh, got a Booster Gold fan club T-shirt, which is an actual T-shirt from the comic books, and it's funny because it has the comic version of Booster Gold on it. Uh, Ted Cord, by the way, we've met him before. He's played by Sebastian Spence. Do you remember him at all? No. He played Professor Matt Freeman on Dawson's Creek, the college season, um, who had the daughter or something, and it was constantly giving Joey crap, and we thought maybe he wanted to sleep with Joey, but, but um, yeah. Uh, uh, does not ring a bell. Does ring a- okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, ba- Joey babysitted for, for him. While she worked at the bar, the, the daughter came to the bar that one time. And okay, now that sounds. He was in X Files. Yeah, I can't remember if there was any. He was in Home. He was in Home. Yeah. Wait, hmm, maybe he was one of the brothers. What is, does it say? What his character name? Sh- he's like a sheriff's deputy. <gasps> oh, he's the, oh he's a deputy. Yes, that's right. I remember mentioning this on Dawson's Creek. He was a deputy Barney, I believe. Um, who I believe gets killed pretty quickly because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the whole joke of the episode. Like he, was, the sheriff was Andy, the the deputy was Barney. Uh. Uh, anyway, Booster Gold calls Ted Cord. He's like, "Listen, you uh, give me the key to the city, and I'll get you your weapon back." Meanwhile, Lois has decided to. Uh, Counter advertise and put the S shield up, and it says the real Man of Steel over Booster's little billboard. Mm. Um, I like when Clark went to go see Ted Cord, and he's yes. like, "Uh, can I go to the bathroom? I had a milkshake." <laughs> milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love him trying to be bumbling Clark Kent. It's a little weird, you know. It's like. All right, you're going to do some method acting for a while. You know, it's not, it's not as, uh, I don't know, it's not as, uh, it's a little harder to believe that people would be like, oh, uh, well, no, I mean, I, acting in front of me. It works for me. I just feel sorry. I, it's just kind of sad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's demeaning. Yeah. 
Um, cat dresses up as a booster girl. Turns out that Booster took a Legion ring, and he's from the future, and he stole the suit. He stole skates. Yeah, he said that they were friends. He was friends with the Legion, but then he was like, "Eh, we're not really friends." Associates. Why is Sadie barking? Is there a storm coming? No, I think because people are here. She's excited. Uh, so another rehearsal is interrupted by the Blue Beetle. He's there to destroy Booster Gold for some reason. I have no idea. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have close-up shots of Jaime screaming from the inside of the armor. Um, and Booster's trying to get advice from Skeets, but his information is invalid because Booster has changed the future. So he has no information for him. And we get an actual phone booth transformation. Which was yes. the best part of this episode, I think. Yes. <laughs> and he saves Cat and um, whatever. Booster and Blue Beetle fight a bit, and then finally Booster has to talk him down and tell him to be the hero because you know he got inspired by Clark earlier. And um, uh, what else? Booster says he was addicted to saving. He was actually a sports star. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you should change your name. The blur sounds like a roller coaster. <laughs> Maybe try something that starts with an <laughs> S, like that one you're wearing on your chest. Something super. You got to brand it, baby. And then he gives him a shirt. And then he says that Lois should interview Jaime because he's, he's the true hero, not the kid in the scary armor that almost killed everybody. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, Cat's uh, a blur fan. She made super cookies. Um, and then Clark bumbles and knocks a bunch of stuff to the ground And uh, Kat says, Clark is a nice fixer-upper, but he's no blur <sighs> This is... Yeah Yeah you want to See, that's like, like Somebody like Cat looking down on Clark You know, that's what pisses you off about <laughs> Cat yeah. That's why people hate Cat <laughs> Well, guess what? This People is... like Cat should be envious of the man that Lois has. Yeah. Well, this is the final appearance of Carrie Lynn Pratt as Cat Grant. Bye, Cat. Adios. Adios. At the Kent farm, Lois is wearing Clark's glasses. Clark worries what people are going to think of somebody like him marrying uh, Lois. And he rips his shirt open in frustration, which is enough to turn Lois on. We'll make it work. Credits. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 the, I think uh, to me, I believe the Jeff Johns episodes are diminishing returns. I liked his uh, Absolute Justice, and then we had um, Legion, and now we have this. And uh, yeah, this was very much just, I don't know, it was very comic booky, fan servicey stuff, but it, 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 it wasn't good enough for like the normal viewer. It was a pretty shit episode, I thought, <laughs> except for like the, the phone booth transformation. I remember we were yeah, looking this- forward to this all year, and it was mainly because I was reading Booster Gold comic books. Oh, uh, yeah. I knew Booster was coming. Jeff Johns, oh my God, you know? Anyway. So Booster Gold is from the future. He is. All the stuff that he's talking about is actually from comic books. Jeff Johns likes to stick to the comic book mythology and just okay. say it on the screen. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so are we ready for Dominion? 
I don't even know which one that was. <laughs> the one where Clark and Ollie have to kneel before Zod. Oh, I'm so sick of kneeling before Zod. <laughs> Again, it's been a year for most people. <laughs> I don't like this Callum Blue guy. I don't like Zod. I don't like the uh, salt earth salt place what is this the, the phantom the, uh, zone phantom zone don't like the phantom the zone don't place. like the don't like the yeah kryptonians or the chalcedonians or the kryptonians what Andorians. are they whatever Kindorians. whatever i don't like them so none of this interests me except uh except that justin hartley directed it and he is totes and dorms in this episode <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some other reasons to celebrate. This is the 250th, uh, 215th episode of Smallville, and they just beat a Guinness Book World Record for longest successive running U.S. sci-fi TV show. So a lot of qualifiers oh. there, and I'm sure Supernatural beat it, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, this is uh, Erica Durant's 100th episode of Smallville. Mm. Well, let me tell you, mm. the episode is fine. You know, Justin Hartley's direction is is fine, but this dialogue is atrocious. <laughs> oh, really? This is the uh, writing of it is bad. John Chisholm. I yeah, a guy who does he doesn't write anything else. I don't think. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe it was like a writer's assistant that got a job. It got got a. I swear I've seen this name come up before. I just never looked his name. Yeah, I, his name does look familiar. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, not a good rider. All right, let's run through it. So Lois and Clark are moving into their new apartment. I see an exterior there and I'm really bummed because, uh, as all my research, I have not been able to figure out where that exterior is in Vancouver. Or maybe it's, it might not even be in Vancouver. It might be in New York, just like the ISIS foundation was uh, one time. Uh, but uh, yeah, if anybody knows, please let me know. Um, otherwise don't. Okay. So, <laughs> Lois has her is moving in, and uh, she's got her white snake throw pillow. Oh, that's pretty cute. Uh, and Clark offers to unpack in super speed, and she's like, "No, no, no, no let's take take our time, you know, and you know, we'll find the perfect spot for everything." I was like, "Imagine what unpacking a super speed is like." As a, you know, just like sit back and within seconds have your apartment completely unpacked and everything put away. But oh my also, god, it'd be wonderful. Yeah, but also like. When you realize that he put everything wherever he wanted or and <laughs> did he – is he able to think that quickly of like what would be the perfect place for – you know, like the good old blue there, you know? <laughs> mm. but. All right. So we find out that Slade escaped from the Phantom Zone. What member of House of L unlocked it? Oh, God. We got to find out. Um, so Clark goes to Watchtower and we find out that Ollie's back and it's because Tess asked him to come back because in the Phantom Zone, Clark is powerless and Ollie's got a lot more experience, uh, superhero. Being powerless. <laughs> powerless, yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that Tess created some sort of interdimensional eye watch, which, you know, I guess the eye means, uh, interdimensional. So I guess I'm, you know, being redundant, but, uh, again, this is, uh, Tess's, uh, advanced, uh, um, or yes, yeah, bad. Number may, one, bad. Maybe she hired somebody to do it. And who does she say? Hey, I have this dimension that we go to. <laughs> I need this thing put together. 
And anyway, much like any other time a portal is open, um, immediately somebody hitches a ride <laughs> with Clark mm-hmm. and Natalie. And as you noted um, in our Facebook group, it's fun to see these opening credits showing um, executive producer Tom Welling, written by or directed by Justin Hartley, and having him show up when their faces are on the screen. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Uh, so we start seeing skulls with Omega symbols in them And uh, he goes to the little gate And he discovers that the crystal that was supposed to be there Is missing And uh, meanwhile Tess is realizing they lost the signal And Clark and Ollie are on their own And Lois isn't very happy about this Anyway the Clark and Ollie get brought to The ruler of the Phantom Zone A very bearded Zod Who <laughs> says to Neil Boo. Neil, son of Jarrell. Shut up. This is probably my favorite incarnation of Zod. Callum Blue as Zod. And it mainly has to do with the beard. Yeah, I like the beard. I think mm-hmm. he looks good. I just hate this character. I, I hate this character and I hate this. I just don't like it. <laughs> we had to have closure of Zod, you know? Uh, yeah. We had to find out what happened. And it turns out that the Kandorians, they went to their new world, the Kandorians put him on trial, and they decided to send him to the Phantom Zone somehow. And So he's the ruler of the Phantom Zone. So when he got to the Phantom Zone, we also know that, if you remember, the Phantom Zod that took over Lex way back in the episode Zod mm-hmm. is running around this, you know, doing Phantom stuff and was like, whoa, there's my body. <laughs> and they merge So oh. like, like he says You're my enemy in both lives now oh. So he's got the merged memories of both Major Zod and General Zod Okay And then Zod says a very good point uh, What would Jarrell think of you Using the Phantom Zone for your own purposes mm. Which you know He explained to Tess about how Slade is like super powered And we can't it, it, It's more like um, we can't really trust, um, you know, the powers that be because uh, darkness and dark side and all that stuff is ruling. So, but I just want to uh, uh, pose that question to um, Team Flash on uh, the CWs, the Flash, who have their own prison where they keep their super criminals locked up without any uh, sort of court, <laughs> nothing. Mm. And it's just basically like, oh, they'll they'll get out with their superpowers. Not if you teach the prisons how to lock them up safely. One of the bigger biggest flaws of the Flash. Anyway, uh, more more uh, criticisms here. Uh, Zod opened up the gate because, well, Clark's blood is in him, and uh, Steph. That's how blood works, by the way. Uh Okay. You get a little bit of blood of somebody in you. That means that you're DNA. you are his, his, them forever. Yeah, you yes. Are them, yes. Okay. Okay. And he starts talking about Cain and Abel, and Zod mm-hmm. says, "Which brother are you?" And Clark's like, "Cain, right? I'm on Lucifer in a few years." <laughs> uh, so it turns out that Zod has a gladiator ring, and uh, I, this has got to be a huge shout out to Stephen tonight, who is uh, you know. Running Spartacus at this time, I believe. Um, and then, of course, we have the classic Clark as the gladiator takes down somebody, but he won't kill them, so Zod comes up and kills him anyway. And uh, Lois, meanwhile, finds out Tess has a timer before the gate is destroyed. 
Um, she says that her Tess says, oh, it was my plan with Clark. And Lois is like, terrible plan. <laughs> and pulls out a gun. And Tess says, being with a hero means accepting that hero's sacrifices. And she says, being a hero's wife means never accepting defeat. Meanwhile, Clark is telling Ollie, yeah, uh, thanks for hitching a ride with me, dummy. Uh, I had this plan with Tess that, uh, you know, if things went south, uh, she would trap us, trap me here. And yeah, see, <laughs> okay, see all of that. This plan sounds stupid. They wouldn't do this. This is so out of character. Why? They wouldn't do this. He's done they it before. He's been so afraid of phantoms escaping again and the amount of terror that they wrought during season five or six. He wouldn't trap himself there. I'm sure he would have. He's Superman. He would sacrifice himself first. What about Lois? What about Lois? He wouldn't do that to Lois. I know he he wouldn't feel good about doing it to Lois, which, you know, just like Clark, he doesn't say anything to Lois about it. (laughs) Exactly. This doesn't work. Mm. Bad episode. Uh, I think it works, but it doesn't look good for Clark and his feelings for Lois. But it, this is something he'd do. He'd sacrifice himself to save us. I mean, we got a wedding coming up. <laughs> I know. All these fandoms ever think about the wedding. You know, the the problem the problem here is um, he went to the Phantom Zone because somebody escaped. <laughs> Whereas he should have just went to find the escapee, find out how the heck he got out of there, because he doesn't realize that it's a trap, and he goes, he falls right for it. Mm. Also, he has bangs, like his bangs are in his face. I know the 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 whole portal transfer really threw his hair about around. Yeah, it makes him just look completely different. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a thing for the Phantom Zone, just to show him that he's mortal. He's mortal now. He could be hurt. He doesn't like have a, perfect hair. He doesn't have his hair is affected. <laughs> <laughs> so Zod tells Ali that, hey, I met this guy, Darkseid. Uh, he's pretty cool. He's going to give me the, this beautiful wasteland if I take care of Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, what a deal. Um, so um, he's, they talk about Darkseid and how uh, you know Clark's going to turn on you just like he did me. And he's like, why don't you be my brother, Oliver Queen? And, okay, yeah, because we're waiting for this other shoe to fall about the, the Omega sin, symbol being on uh, mm-hmm. Oliver's skull. So we think that this is where he's going to turn to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And so we have a scene from Spartacus, which, again, without the additional pr- pressure, I feel, of, oh, my God, we have so little time left. What are they doing? Uh-huh. And just appreciating that this is like – and of course also I've seen some Spartacus since then. So I'm kind of liking the homage to it, especially since Stephen Knight was a part of Smallville for such a such a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. I love the slow-mo. I love the CGI blood. I love the music that's playing during it. <laughs> I love it all. And I love that Clark Kent is in a red cape <laughs> fighting uh-huh. Oliver. So awesome. And Yeah, that, they look pretty hot. They really, I was they like, really ugh, are. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Oliver makes a false, a wrong move and lands on a mace. He turns around just as Clark is about to do a Superman punch and oh. lands on Oliver's sword. 
Zod wants to land the death blow himself, and it's all a plan. It's a trap for Zod. <laughs> Clark grabs his, the crystal, which heals him because crystals, and um, and then Zod says, "I will have my revenge." And Clark says, "No more second chances," and smashes the crystal, and they disappear. I am so happy about that. And by the way, I had to put the subtitles on right after this happened. Because Zod goes, which I put the subtitles on and it said no. (laughs) But it was like, (laughs) and then we get the classic Zod and his minions, which are kind of like an homage to Nan and Ursa from Superman 2, trapped in the old Phantom Zone glass spinning through space. Mm -hmm. We had had the, I I just want to mention the, the bigger one. Is played by John DeSantis, uh, who played the Traveler in the episode Slumber, the R.E.M. episode, where the girl was getting trapped in her dreams with Clark. Mm. And there was like this big red cloaked figure coming after her. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be her like her stepfather or something. And uh, he also plays Solomon Grundy in the next episode. <laughs> so, oh, don't spoil me. Same guy. No, oh, it's the next episode. Wait, Solomon which Grundy. Which, which you've seen. <laughs> I didn't know Solomon. What? Solomon Grundy. He's one of the guys sitting around the table for Marionette Ventures. Oh. And I'm going to say something here that's going to make you so happy. What? This is Callum Blue's final appearance. Whoa! Yay! (laughs) Callum, you're awesome as me. Callum, Callum, you're awesome in this episode, and you were awesome as Mason in Dead Like Me. That's all. I'm going to say that. Anyway. So he just was not cast well. I just don't think so. Mm. Um, I liked, uh, you know, after hearing a a commentary with him, uh, I kind of enjoyed his performance more because, you know, he talked about what he was doing and, you know, especially the whole, like, being predatory and seductive and his... But, you know, it, it also is pretty off-putting. <laughs> I sadly did not get to hear the commentary for this episode. This episode had Justin Hartley and Callum Blue and not, not Tom Welling, or I would have definitely listened to it. Um, somebody else. Anyway. Um, there were only two commentaries for this season, unfortunately. <laughs> mm. I didn't get to hear either of them. Um, but again, if it was like Tom Welling, Erica Durant, I probably would have listened Anyway, um, on the other side, Oliver wonders what would happen if, uh, you know, one of us got infected with the darkness and and Tom and Clark says, (laughs) lock him up, lock him right up. There's no possible way we're going to cure that. I just locked them right up. Anyway, Clark goes back to his apartment and they're waiting for him in just a flannel. I mean, oh my God. (laughs) Lois Lane. (laughs) And she's been waiting for three weeks. I know. That was so crazy. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. For that time, you know, somebody waiting and time passing. Yeah, Yeah, especially when it's like, oh, by the way, we got two days till the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And Clark says the famous last words, nothing in this world can prevent me from walking down that aisle. Oh, what's going to (laughs) happen? And then Dark we see, side's got different ideas. Mm-hmm. And then we see as we're zooming out of the shot, little old blue sitting there, being the symbol of hope for this uh, new apartment here. 
meanwhile, Oliver meets up with Tess because he's looking for a weapon that he read in the Veritas Journal in Offscreenville. Uh, <laughs> it's this guy, Ryan, who uh, was uh, the guy who kicked Darkseid's ass last time. Carter told him in Offscreenville, remember? Um, and uh, then Ollie goes to a church. He has flashes of beating Desaad and, and he crosses himself. And he walks out, and the angel bleeds blood, at, weeps blood. I don't know what that means. Me either. Me either. <laughs> dark side, evil, evil stuff. Oliver is still infected with the darkness, and him being in a church causes problems. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, something like Got that. it. Got it. Prophecy! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh my goodness! Please do not make that noise on our last episode, okay? <laughs> Finale. Ugh. Um, I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it was fun. Half of it was fun. Half somebody of it was do a somebody terrible. Do, somebody do a supercut of stuff saying, "I mean, it's fine." <laughs> well, okay. Uh, Laura Vander, what's her name? Laura Vander. It's Laura Vandervoort, and you know it's her name, and you're just misrepresenting no, on purpose. Laura you're like Barbie Vandervoort. something. Laura Vandervoort and Justin Hartley are terrible together. <laughs> <laughs> They're awful. That whole side plot, I was totally not interested in, and it's because it was set up terribly. Mm-hmm. It was set up in the last couple of minutes of the previous episode. Again, I've been listening to the shoe episodes all this time, and when we talked about Dominion, uh, all of us were like, I don't know. There were Oliver and Tess talked about something from the Veritas journals or something. Anyway, whatever. Uh, let's let's go through it. Okay, so Lois is very busy. I love the whole map of Metropolis that's in her office. The bo- stacks of books, and so she could walk around it like a <laughs> like a Godzilla or something. I don't know. <laughs> She's really dedicated to that map. But it's to show that Marionette Ventures is this new business that's buying up all the businesses that are along this uh, this waterfront. And, I mean, skipping ahead, this is something that's completely ridiculous. Do you think a city would allow somebody to buy up businesses along a waterfront and take control of the water that comes through the city? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that would never have, Sure, your business is fine. You don't have control of the water underneath. Sorry. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe maybe they were going to criminally like take control of it. And uh huh. But it seems like okay, we're gonna do. We're gonna legally buy up all these businesses and do it legit, and then we're going to criminally steal control <laughs> of the water. What? Why don't they just steal control of it? Uh. Anyway, more importantly. Clark wants to bring Lois up to the fortress to talk to his dad. And he says he desires uh, to start uh, a life bond with Lois. Uh, okay. Um, only because he mentions, oh, Kara said one time that I, that I had to ask, I had to tell the head of the household or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really quick and really weird and just icky. And then he... He has to like announce to Jarrell of his intentions. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It was just bad. I didn't like it. And it's a Kryptonian tradition, and some of the crypto i mean, they're they're encouraged to rule planets. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not all hugs and kisses. Yeah. Um, 
So Terrell says, if your lives are to be joined, you must both understand. And then all of a sudden, Lois is underneath a pile of ice. And I love how pissed off Clark gets. He's like, give me my powers back. <laughs> and it turns out that Lois is more than okay. She's super. super. <laughs> By the way, this is um, a great comic, uh, All-Star Superman. There's like a series of different Superman stories. And one of them um, Superman gives Lois Lane for her birthday his powers for just one day to use it. But I, I do believe they like share powers. They're they bo- so they like get to fly around together and save people together. Yeah, I mean that it's was a fun. fun. That was you know when Lana had the powers, they yes. both had the powers. Mm-hmm. And so just you know we've just seen this with Lana getting the powers. Um, but I. We'll talk more about it. Okay, so let's just rush through this. Ollie splunking. There's carvings. Kara's stuck. They get he frees Kara. And uh, anyway, so uh, Lois is loving super speed. She's covering all the deadlines. We're all jealous of her because she's getting everything done, and we're just sitting around watching TV. Um, <laughs> she breaks her keyboard. That could be problematic. You know, I, I I like to type a lot too, and I wouldn't want to break my keyboard. Um, what could be Jarrell's motive for doing this? Uh, and it turns out that by sunset, Clark's going to get his powers back. So apparently, they're going to learn whatever it is they need to learn b- by then. Mm-hmm. And you're like, let's keep everybody uh, safe until sundown. Yes. So nothing goes bad between now and sundown. Yep. S- by sundown, we're going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, something's going to come up. <laughs> uh, Clark's. Clark and Lois are on a stakeout. I love that Lois like zips away to save somebody in Wisconsin. Comes right back. <laughs> She's got a bullet <laughs> hole in her jacket. He's like, "What the heck?" <laughs> that was cute. And then, like one of my favorite parts of this episode is her using her super hearing and realizing that Clark's got to prioritize. Like, there's so many people that need to be saved, and he has to figure out. You know who needs help the most, and he like justifies it. He's like, "Oh, there's a fire de- fire department's nearby that place, and you know that person's got triple A." <laughs> and because if it was me, I would be like, oh, "What's the use? Yeah, don't even bother." <laughs> <laughs> Can't get everybody, so I'll get nobody. Nobody. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the place they're staking out. There's a robber. Lois throws her through the wall. It turns out to be Star Girl. Oh, she says. I work out <laughs> <Yeah. in> the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Ollie is trying it's to It's Courtney. <laughs> you have a problem with blondes, don't you? No, it's it's not it's not girls fine. She doesn't work. It's just me and Edward my husband we make fun of Oh okay. There's like a um, some dating site commercial i'm courtney come find me <laughs> you know we're like there's no courtney there's no courtney on that site <laughs> uh okay uh ollie's trying to find the bow of orion orion was dark side sun and he's got i love how ollie like pulls like two giant compound bows out of yeah. his ass i have no idea where they come <laughs> and from and hands one to to kara her name's kara, kara. And uh, suddenly Kara is really proficient with the bow And they do this really big trick shot To open up this inner sanctum But then it's bad Then she Jarell gets doesn't want her to go Yeah, strangely enough 
He's like, he calls her back to the fortress. He says, the bow is Kal-El's destiny, not yours. And Kara's got to be like, make up your mind, will you? I know, exactly. (laughs) Shut up, Jarell. Jeez. It's ridiculous. And then he's like, listen, you got a choice. You got to completely leave this planet (laughs) and let my son embrace his destiny or stay, you know, risk everything. And Kara's like, let me think on that. Uh, so she is, leaves without even telling Clark. This is my son's time. It's not your time, <laughs> daughter of a my my brother. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Um. All right. So Courtney turns out was a puppet of Marionette Ventures, and she starts talking about Dark Archer, Metallo, Roulette, and some guy named Manta. Um. And we see the device has a WS on it that was controlling her. And it stands for Winslow Shot, the Toy Man. And uh, this is the final appearance of Britt Irvin as Courtney Wilmore, a.k.a. Stargirl. See you later, Courtney. Um, so Lois speeds off to go talk to have a, have a word with Toy Man. And um, he, I love how he, he mentions um, the tragic tale of Lana Lang and Clark Kent. You know, like They never worked it out, so you don't know what's going to happen with you. And I just wanted to mention this is the last time Lana Lang is ever mentioned on Smallville. Oh, well, and we have this—he's in this like uh, Silence of the Lambs <laughs> yes. cage. My team is closing in on the blur. Be a shame if the blushing bride was wearing a black veil on her wedding day. <laughs> Uh, it's like I can be so annoyed with Toy Man and also love how ridiculous it is, how comic booky it is, you know? Yeah, but, and, she, and Lois has to protect Clark. Yeah. She has to do this. Especially when all of a sudden his face turns on this screen and there are people sitting around a table, Marion Adventures, and he's get, giving out files and talking about how they're just going to be doing some evil. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and, uh,. Everybody gets a file, so uh, um, we see. Well, I don't know who. Uh, oh wait, uh, Dark Archer got uh, Green Arrow. Oliver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roulette got Watchtower. Black Manta got Aquaman because he's an Aquaman villain. Captain Cold got Impulse, who is a you know, of course he's a Flash villain, played by um, Mr. Prison Break in uh, Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> in the Flash. Um, Metallo got Supergirl, and Solomon Grundy got Black Canary. See, I didn't recognize Salomon Grundy. Yeah, he was like the big guy. You have to be a comic book fan to recognize. It was just like a shout out. Like, what the hell? Because this is actually the last episode they introduced DC comic book characters to the series. Um, Altogether, according to Smallville Wiki, they introduced 98 DC comic characters to the show. Wow. And no Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Batman's too valuable. Everybody else, come on to Smallville. But um, yeah, so that he says we're gonna have so much fun. So it's like the it's implied that like this is how all the heroes got their own personal supervillain that they always fought with is because you know Toy Man mm. was, uh, you know set them on the path. Um, wow. Yeah, Marionette Ventures is not something from the comic books. I think they were heavily implying the Legion of Doom because that's that's from like Super Friends and stuff. Yeah, it's like the antithesis. Yeah. Like, oh my god, all the supervillains are teaming up. Meanwhile, in the Legion of Doom. Um, so, 
Clark uh, Lois shows up to murder Clark. Clark sees the diode, and he's and uh, the sun's the, gonna set. Oh, it's not yeah. There Tess yet. is like, just hold her off, hold her off. It's, the sun's about to set. And then Lois starts choking Clark, and Tess is like, "How does it feel, you son of a bitch?" And <laughs> and then he's like, "I love you." And she just goes to punch him, and then all of a sudden she loses his loses the powers. Clark gets his back, and he's able to you know shake it out of her. Or pulls the thing off her ear. Uh, so then Clark puts on his blur gear and goes and visits Toy Man and destroys his phone that he smuggled in there. <laughs> and uh, Toy Man threatens to expose him, and he's like, "Hey, listen! If you tell anyone, we won't be able to play anymore." Which I just love. It's very much playing mm. towards Toy Man's little. He says, "No matter how many of you band together, no matter what games you play, I'll always be there to stop you." Um, Final appearance of Chris Gauthier as Toy Man. Mm. Uh, Not that he was a huge, he was just recurring. Um, Mm -hmm. Does Toy Man, does he look like that? Is he kind of a big nerd? Yeah. There's actually two versions of him, and one of them does look like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's another one that's like super skinny, but I think he's from like the classic. More classic comics. So Clark shows up at the fortress and he says, uh, "No matter whether he's Jarrell's son or Jonathan Kent's son, there's going to be a, there will be a time when neither of them will be able to guide him anymore, and that time is now." Goodbye, and he shuts the fortress down <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> kind of a dick move, Jarrell. He's kind of tired of Jarrell's dick moves. Well, about time. So, what happens to the suit? It's there, frozen in ice. Does he know it's there? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Last time he saw it, it was in a box. He has. Uh-huh. We haven't seen him ask him. Like, hey, do you see where the suit went? Like, he packed and moved to a different place. But <laughs> I don't know if he asked or anything. Like, Lois is like, oh, I saw it somewhere around here. Uh, meanwhile, we see Oliver digging up gold kryptonite. <gasps> Then we see um, Still waiting on that other Shoe to drop Mm -hmm. Lois and Clark in the watchtower And she says uh, She talks about her job She's like I got a story and then it's over But for you your job's just never over And I knew you had a big heart but I had no idea how strong it was And uh, meanwhile You see outside Kara puts on The legion ring Takes one final look puts on the legion ring And disappears And this is kind of a uh, call out or shout out to uh, Supergirl's actual comic books. Um, she does join the Legion of Superheroes and falls in love with Brainiac Five in the future. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Sorry. Unfortunately, we don't get to see like you know, Marsters acting with Laura Vandervoort. Come here, pet. <laughs> no. Well, good because he's like fifty and she's like twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And final appearance of Laura Vandervoort as Kara Zorrell. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still like you, Laura. I saw you once. We were, we were, we were, uh, we were in the same hallway. I mean, okay, she's very pretty. She's very super girly. Mm-hmm. But. This episode doesn't do her any favors. Yeah. Yeah. She's limited. She at least gets to hang out with Justin Hartley for a little bit, but then it's like this bullshit with Jarrell. 
you know, yeah. and then it's like, oh, that's how my character goes out. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not a very flattering yeah. episode for her. So All can, right, so so we, so we continue on with Lois and Clark, and she says that I she's she's Clark's greatest weakness, and Clark says, no, you're my greatest strength. But Lois just can't see past this. Um, being together makes him vulnerable. I'm stealing you from all the people who need saving. Like I, all the times that you're just going to hang out with me and watch a movie, there's people mm-hmm. dying and suffering. See, he can't do it all. He can't be everywhere. And so she says, I can't marry you. <gasps> Credits. And that was the series finale. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Ah, so we did it. That was the last five. We only have one more. Well, basically two more. It's a two-hour finale. I should ask you, Scion, Kent, Booster, or Dominion, or Prophecy? What were, what was your favorite episode? Kent. Yeah, I think Kent, I think it's Prophecy, Scion, Dominion. Kent, Dominion, Prophecy, Scion, Booster. Booster is the worst. <laughs> Yeah, Booster is the worst. I mean, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't it was bad. Just, yeah, it was just. I think I think so, uh, I, I remember us talking about it on Shoe, and I think it was like just like the timing of it. The same with um, same with I think Kent and Scion, like all the stuff that's leading to the finale. It's like these exactly these were standalone just, episodes, you know? Right. It's such a letdown. That's why I'm saying I feel like they're focusing on the fina- the finale. I expect the finale to be excellent, mm-hmm. and I just feel like they're putting all their in, uh, their. Uh, <laughs> I forgot words. Eggs? I feel like they <laughs> all their all of their energy in those two episodes, uh-huh. and these were just let's just do some standard standalone dish get by episodes till we can, mm-hmm. you know, do the finale upright. One of my favorite uh, things I heard myself say. I'm just gonna humble brag, I guess. <laughs> on on shoe, uh, I was doing the spoiler section. I was talking about Dominion and prophecy, and just like reading the episode descriptions and what was going to happen. And I was, and I finished it off with saying, "That's right, that's right, folks." The last two episodes before the finale, Clark doesn't have any powers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is not what we want to see. <laughs> I, I mean, I was getting, we, more, I was getting very critical and pissed. I was like, I want glasses. I want super suit. I want to see him flying around saving people. I don't want to people. wait for it. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see this uh, uh, Legion of Doom mm-hmm. try to foil him. You know. <sighs> I'm looking forward. No teases. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two. There's, there's well, it's one episode, but there's like two hours left, and I already gave you a tease. So. Does Chloe come back? Does Michael be, Rosenbaum come that would back? Be a spoiler. Um, see, I was. Uh, let's just hear we, your. Let's just hear your. My expectations. Your expectations. Your your maybe your uh, um, not expectations, but like your predictions. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> predictions. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Lionel will be the personification of Darkseid. Mm-hmm. I'm just aching you You're on. Just I'm saying, not agreeing okay. with you. <laughs> um, 
Oliver will try to take Clark's powers away with the gold kryptonite. I don't know. Uh, Clark will have to talk Lois into marrying him. Uh, hmm. You know, does Martha come back? Does Shelby come back? Does, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I believe feel we like, already did a series wrap on Shelby back when uh, feel, Lois yeah, was I looking at like her mom's stuff. Done, We've done all of the um, people come back. I think that it's time to move past that and wrap things up and do the flying and the suit and the. Because I think I've seen gifts of things. Yeah, I, I we were we were doing gifts back and forth on Twitter, and it's like, yeah, the first thing, like every single time you type in Smallville, is pretty much yeah. The but, very uh, end of the episode. Well, I'll, I'll say when. when, when, when hmm. You've seen this before, though, haven't you? I mean, you've seen this. No, I haven't seen this. You gave up on it by this time? Yes. Oh, okay. Did you give up on during Zod? Zod's run? Or during Cassidy's first run? Yes. Oh, wow. So you watched a little bit of season eight? See, this this ongoing story is always intriguing. I never seem to get the whole thing. But um, so now you're saying you only watched during season eight, and that was it. And you gave up. Yeah, because I hated it. Okay. It's like, who's, who's this chick? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> yeah, I heard this bald guy was on the show and he was really good. <laughs> hmm Yep, yep, yep. So I'm looking yeah. forward to watching the finale. I'm also looking forward to watching the shoe finale, the two-hour movie we, we <laughs> shot for the whole – for the saying goodbye to Smallville. It was very uh, – very tearful and also self-congratulatory. Like we did so much <laughs> as a po- we were a podcast, but no, it meant a lot. We to were a lot so of important. It meant a lot back to me when, too. Back when nobody knew what a podcast was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. Had a lot of listeners, so it was cool. I know it was mm. huge. You know, it was it really. It was seemed like not that they were competitors, but you had the lost fandom and you had the Smallville yeah. fandom, and right. they were both huge. And that's I got swept up in both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, that's why we're all friends today because of all that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I'm listening to these episodes of Shoe this this final year, and there's so many times when I'm like, man, I wish Steph could listen to this, but. Like Derek had this thing where he would just like constantly reveal plot points of upcoming episodes when they, you know, when the press releases came out, and uh, um, we have a spoiler section. But the he was he wasn't sensitive of spoilers. No, it's much. We're much more sensitive about spoilers than we did back then. We were back then. We hmm. wanted to know everything. And actually, right towards the end of the season, uh, Joe Humrick kept on like we we'd host. Together and he would duck out at the end of the episode. Like I don't want to hear the spoilers. Bye. <laughs> like, All right, I'll do the spoiler section on my own. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's we're we're a lot more sensitive about spoilers now, and uh, they were definitely fun to go through and listen to again. Looking forward to watching that shoe movie, shoot the shoeby. I just made up a word. Anyway, babbling, and uh, we've been talking. For Let's a long go time. watch the finale. Oh my god, you're gonna watch it tonight? Uh, heck yeah! Oh my god, oh my god! I wish I could watch it with you. Oh well. Send me a text. Let me know what you think, and I'm gonna start okay. posting finale stuff in the in uh, our Facebook group. Okay. And uh, and listeners. Uh, we will be back in just. We're not even going to be gone for a week. We're going to be back in um, less than a week. 
Um, we're recording again Sunday, and uh, to wrap up this beast. So uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>